to be honest with you, I didn't know who in the heck to go to, who in the world would understand. And then I thought, AWOL Zebra. Now, just to show you, I don't want to take up your time. You could be doing isometric exercises right now. Right now, I'm in the middle of putting my son's string back in his Adidas pants. And you could do absolutely nothing if that's what you choose to do. Right now, I had to go out to appointments today. My son's getting his wisdom teeth out. And so I wasn't home in the morning. And remember, I've been in bed. He's been gone at camp. And Emma just went crazy. I walked in and I was so excited because I had done some things and I was on a high because I went ahead and realized that I needed my neck collar on, that that was totally messing me up. And it's not a defeatist attitude going back to the neck collar. It's the fact that I can tell now that I have this illness, uh, because remember, I, I just was living my life he had a baby when I thought it was menopause, you know, four pregnancy tests later and a call to the the president or the customer service supervisor at the pregnancy test people. I don't know why. I bought it at the Dollar General and it was a dollar. And I thought, it was it everything's a dollar? But it was a dollar and I was so excited. And I had a bunch of pregnancy tests. That doesn't sound good now, does it? No. But I, I mean, they were a dollar, and I love the dollar store. Now we've got this five and below, but I just can't allow myself to go to any of those stores because it's never just a dollar. So I go ahead and I get these pregnancy tests and I take it. Well, after I've used it and it showed up positive, two of them, I looked and they were expired. So. I don't know why I thought calling, it was like Ross on that episode of Friends, if y'all remember, where he called to complain to the condom company because they were 99% effective. So yeah, I thought for whatever reason, I needed to complain about this pregnancy test because I took it, it was expired, and it was giving out false information. And that's when the gentleman told me, ma'am, please calm down. <laughs> now that I think about it, oh, what an idiot. I was shocked. I was told at 17 I couldn't have children. I was living my life, you know, 37. I thought it was menopause, uh, but no, it was my baby boy. So anyway, My body fell apart after I gave birth, and I've experienced all of these things. And I had all the symptoms before, but you just live with them, you know, the brain nods, the, but just everything, the endometriosis, everything that comes with it. And it was my body stopping that kind of, you know, messed me up. And that's when my illness came in. And right now I'm trying to fight this fatigue thing and I'm really noticing such an incredible difference by working on my fascia. And, and that's a story for another day. Guys, I came up with something. I'll just share that with you later. But my problem is this. 
this is not something that you could really post in a group because, you know, it, it's not real good for me to post afterwards, you know, afterwards. There we go. It's not good. I'm, I think I'm a little tired because I'm tired. <laughs> I had a long day yesterday, if you remember, and then I just finished the, uh, I'm so happy. I just finished the string. But I got up, you know, I did things before my body had completely rusted because I just quite haven't figured out this illness. I just was working on getting my ability to walk and talk back. I didn't know that all this other stuff came with it, the fatigue and all this brain fog. I'm sorry, Emma. I'm, I'm, she just wants to be petted. Excuse me. She went like crazy because I was gone this morning because I needed... Um, Wylan had to go for his oral surgery appointment and we had to drive an hour away and everything and I hadn't really rested and I took this new bromide thing that I've got and I woke up and I was kind of like up well my husband wasn't real happy and he was walking around he was a little grumpy I mean he wakes up boom he's ready to go well I'm usually just so lethargic lately and so this bromide was like my limitless pill and it was working wonders and then all of a sudden it stopped and I got a new prescription where is it I got this and I just took it for the first time last night it's the pyrodostigmine bromide 180 milligrams so I got this pill so I've uh, I've I'm accomplishing things. My doctor, my eye doctor, gave me like four new drops that I have to do. I have to do one three times a day, one before bedtime, one throughout the day, and I think another one once once a day. Once That would be once daily, Christy. There you go. So I'm like on a high because I'm working away the dry eye. I have been working on my fascia and... I am in pain in some areas, and it's intense, and it bothers me, and I'm not able to go 100%, but I have trigger point areas now, and it's awesome, you know, because I'm feeling a difference, and then today, I said, <laughs> you're not going to be an idiot, put on the neck collar because I've been having problems with my hands. That hasn't gone away yet. But I said, oh, okay. You wake up in the morning. Now I woke up, my husband was a little grumpy. You know, it just, I mean, he gets up, he's ready to go. But he was grumpy. Things bother him a little bit. So I just kind of stay out of his way when that happens. Well, we went out last night and we were looking, you know, trying to go get wild a, a certain yogurt there's only two places in town and I didn't mind going to the one because it was next to the Sonic and I thought oh I can get a beverage and I'll get my husband a chocolate milkshake well he was a little hungry and when he's hungry I mean his mood just totally changes and my son we're going out and 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 he's tired and he's going to get another appointment but he gets a little aggravated with me because I'm asking him questions you know 
will be talking about something. He'll put a song on and <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I go into this long thing. He's like, oh, he put in Stevie Nicks and Don Henley. And I went, oh, you know that Stevie Nicks originally wrote Leather and Lace for Jesse Coulter and Waylon Jennings. And did you know that Jesse Coulter used to be married to Dwayne Eddy, who was this really good guitar player. I think he did. Ding, 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 ding. Albatross was Peter Green. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, what was it? But it was like a surfer song, but it was not, oh, it wasn't Wipeout. Was it Wipeout too? I don't know, but it was a cool song. But you hear it in in the 50s things. You know what I'm talking about? Me, 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 me. But anyway, I then tell him that I didn't realize that Jesse Coulter used to be married to Dwayne Eddy and they have a grandchild and Shooter Jennings, Wailing Jennings' son, is uh, or was with the girl that was in The Sopranos and they have a child together. And the fact that Stevie Nicks thought that that would be a perfect song for Waylon Jennings and Jesse Coulter to sing and they broke up before they could perform it, so she took the song back, and she performed it with Don Henley, and that the song Sarah is about the child that she lost when she got pregnant by Don Henley, and he's just looking at me, and I realize that I'm going further and further down the rabbit hole of talking about something that nobody ever really is that interested in. And I realize that that's because, you know, my very favorite all-time ever job was sitting in a booth with a glass window that I could push the on-air button so people would not come in because they thought I was on the air and I'd move my lips to make it sound like I was talking. and. It was live radio, and they'd be like, but I don't hear you, it's commercial. I'm like, oh, I'm recording the next bit, or something like that. So, and 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 I never really worked well in offices with other women. I didn't like play well with others. I'm an only child. And so, you know, I'm used to being alone, and I'm used to entertaining myself. And when you're on the air and you have nothing to say, seven seconds is a very long time. So I would fill my head with all of this information that really seems worthless. And you're probably now going, oh my gosh, (laughs) we're 11 minutes in and what has she talked about? So, but you see why I couldn't post this in any of the groups? For one, it's like, and I'm not making fun of this. I'm just saying when a, when someone is writing, I'm on a on a on an eating tube, or I've got this horrible issue going on. Me rambling on about this just isn't appropriate, right? And fascinating AWOL zebra. I want to and you know to talk about the fascia. The other zebra group is to you know, be there for individuals that take care of a zebra, that need help. They're a parent of a zebra. They have it themselves. They just need a place to gripe. That's what that page is for. And if you get some advice, cool. But 
there's really no place to put this. And I'd get kicked off because I'd have too many words. And who would sit there and read it? But just as I've proven, if you hear anything, it's my son. He's in the background. You can do things while listening. So please, you know, be multitasking if you so wish. But this is the way I conversate. And yes, that's my word for the day when I'm out and about. And I haven't been out and about in a very long time. And I'm used to working in a booth. I'm used to being alone. I go out to eat with Jennifer. And I mean, it's something we used to do once a month, but we just go, we sit there. It's the only time really I ever drink. My husband and I, we just got this like little ice machine that you make like, I'm trying to make lime slurpee, but he wants to drink out of it. And I've tried and, and if I can hide the alcohol, then you know, a nice lime drink, but with lots of sweetener would be really, really good. But anyway, I drink with Jennifer that one time that we go out, and it's at the point that she knows that I have to go out with the pillow and this, that, and the other, and, you know, maybe the neck collar, and my body's adjusting, and she knows I'm limited, and, she, you know, she gets it. So I don't get out much, and I've been bedridden again. I guess I don't play well with others. So my husband seemed like he was a little aggravated with me last night. My son is probably just, I mean, he feels like he gets aggravated. So they kind of snap at me, but they don't snap at me. They're just like, I am all right. Or it's like, you're just... I mean, I I feel I just don't know how, I I don't know how to break into the social world anymore. I'm even more socially awkward. I don't know if it's the illness. I don't know if it's perimenopausal. We all know I'm not pregnant because my husband had the vasectomy. So what is it? My feelings got hurt. When my son and I were washing the vehicle yesterday, I was taking it like, oh my gosh, my son hates me. He hates doing things with me. When did that happen? And then I'm thinking, it's hot outside. He's 15 years old. He just got home from camp. It's not always about you. And my husband, he drives around in a vehicle all day long and it's hot outside and I felt like you know we were doing things but I think I'm just a little too darn excited about going to the store and I am taking things so personally and I don't know if it is the illness or what but I know that I'm excited because you know I'm cheap and I if I can save money I'll save money but I feel so guilty because my family has sacrificed so much because I go to the fashionologist once a week pretty much pretty much almost once a week it was massage therapy for a while it's been the medical co-pays it's been physical therapy after physical therapy it's put mileage on the vehicle it's cost gas it's 
just, it's been so much money, and my hair was just always frizzy. I didn't get up and do anything, and my family's out constantly always doing something. So I don't know. And see, I couldn't post this anywhere. Where where would I post this? But I just feel like I'm just, I'm so happy <laughs> to be up and out. My hair was just so big and frizzy. And when my husband gave me the Brazilian blowout for Christmas last year, I got it December 14th. I've never looked back. I, I'm debating on whether to color it or not because I had it done the last time and nobody seemed to mention that it was colored, you know, that it didn't look gray. And Jennifer looked at me kind of shocked when I mentioned that I just had it colored and it was that look of like, I don't want to say anything, but did you really? <laughs> and I was hoping that the gray was coming through and looking like natural tones and highlights with this washed, like brown. So, you know, I used to pay a lot of money for it to have highlights and low lights, you know, look like Jennifer Aniston. It was never going to happen, but nonetheless, I did that. So I thought, well, I'll put this wash in color, but it's like, it's not, ex it's expensive. So I was watching this documentary on Pam Anderson, and you should watch it. It puts you in a whole new light of thinking about her. And not that I thought about her anyway. I'm just saying that she really just seems like a sweet girl. And I always thought she was this real cute girl that got discovered and everything. And I would love to be discovered. It would not be for my looks, but it would be if anybody wanted to ever sit there and listen to me or share with me and, and, and talk and do like a talk show and stuff like that. I'd love to have it. I love having interviews and I love, I would love to be able to do call-ins. But anyway, you see, I talk a lot, but I'm so happy being out. And I'm so happy to do things like get this blowout and my hair is soft and smooth. I can flatten it a little bit and it's easier. It blow dries in half the time because I just physically couldn't hold my arms up long enough and it didn't matter what I did. I could never get it as flat as the hairdresser. So this Brazilian blowout is just absolutely wonderful. It makes me feel pretty and I feel like I can go without makeup. And so you've got your hair done, no makeup, and you're wearing your pajamas and you stay at home all the time. But I feel a little bit better. Now my body's starting to feel like it wants me to get up and do a few things other than just, I don't know, constantly go to another appointment. I needed to start doing the, the water therapy and I'm not going, going to be stupid. I'm going to do it in small little things. I'll probably go in and walk in the water maybe for five or 10 minutes, maybe take a break, do it again, and then go sit in the sun. But I need to start that and I plan on doing it the week after my son starts school. So that way, like, I'll be up, taking him to school, and then going right to in the warm water at the Y. I am so starting to have a difficult time. My body is winding down. But anyway, so I feel like, okay, I'm irritating them. 
And then I'm thinking, I know my husband's body hurts. I know my son is tired and this, that, and the other. And then I'm thinking, I hurt so much a lot of the times, but I feel like I'm so grateful to be up that just like I don't understand what it's like to be a person that just feels great all the time and never feels pain to being a person that does feel the pain but still has to go to work because it's it's not something it's just regular like wear and tear on their body and things like that I'm so happy because I put my inner, you know, my earrings in. I have an inner conch. Is it conch or conch? You know, the inside of your ring down. I had 17 body piercings all above my waist. Um, and I absolutely, my belly button ring, loved it. I held on to that thing until like my seventh month of pregnancy. I'm an idiot. I should have probably put fishing line or something, invisible string, a spacer or something in it. But it was already because they couldn't get, believe it or not, because my fascia was so tight around my belly button from my endoscopic surgery that I had done in 1987 that it had bound so badly with fascia, I thought I had one bounce a quarter off of my stomach, tight stomach abs of steel belly but no it was just bound with fascia and wow it hurt to get it off but anyway you know start working on it because that's visceral fascia but when i got my belly button pierced they couldn't get it but like it was right there on the edge you know so they couldn't go in deep it was just so tight so when I got pregnant, my belly, you know, it stretched and I, it, it took a while to heal and I was so happy to have it. I wasn't diagnosed yet. I wasn't going to lose that belly button ring. And my earring, I had the left, you know, I have left inner conch or conch, whatever done. And that sucker, oh, don't ever get your ears pierced in the cartilage on both sides on the exact same day then go back to work and put on your cans your headphones because that was the stupidest thing another uh reason why it was good that i could sleep flat on my back because i couldn't turn if i i think i learned if i went to my side it hurt so badly because my ears hurt because they just Oh, they were so sore, and they took so long, so very long to heal. So that intercon, I love having that done. So I put my little diamond in it, and now that I've got the Brazilian blowout, it helps me because I can't really wash my hair all the time. And when I do wash my hair, it dries, so like I can go to once a week, So I bought this spray shampoo and it doesn't smell all that great, but I thought, you know, so much money is going towards me trying to be able to walk and talk and everything. And I probably sound like I'm not doing a very good job at it right now, but 
I just felt so guilty because of all the money that this illness has cost us and has taken away from our family. And I'm like, I'm going to make, adjusting my ice packs, excuse me. I'm like, I'm going to make the Brazilian blowout a necessity because it makes me feel better and it helps me, but I didn't feel like I deserved it because so much money was going to my fascia, but it made me feel so pretty <laughs> and it made me feel like, wow. But after watching the Pamela Anderson documentary and she says that she does her hair with a box of new trees and it showed her going into the documentary and you know if it shows up on television it's true so i'm not gonna pay pamela or not pamela anderson <laughs> yeah i pay pam she come and does she does my hair for me but i'm like i'm not gonna spend the money i'm gonna see if i can do it again on my own the problem is I went to Sally's, and that's like a hair place, you know, where you can buy things. I just probably need to go buy a box, but I want the semi-permanent because I want it to wash out. But I can't pay $85 in addition to getting this Brazilian blowout. And this Brazilian blowout, as guilty as I feel for spending the money, making it last three months, and I think I can make it last a little bit longer, I, I, I kind of justify it. My hair's long. I haven't been able to have it long in forever. And now I'm putting my earring in. Not all of them, but if I'm going out with my husband, I'm going out to eat, I try to put, you know, you know two on each side. And, and no, there's three on one. Is there three? Ooh, I think there is. Ooh, oh yeah, I'm going to do that because that makes me feel sexy. It actually makes me feel put together and I enjoy it. I think I've got, I'm just wearing the three on the one side now and then the two and then the intercom. And I mean, I fought for that bad boy and now I'm putting it in and I love putting my, tucking my hair behind my ear on my left side because I feel like, you know, I'm put together and now I'm putting a little bit of eyeliner and, you know, maybe some mascara and just the other day I, I do this because you know I'm cheap and I also like to see how long something lasts so I usually write like on the bottom of something I get like a snuggle you know downy a fabric softener a box of bounce laundry detergent I'll write the date that it goes into into use and I do that with perfume and things like that so I can see how long it lasts me so I have a bottle of perfume now when I was growing up it was loves baby soft you know up until about maybe 10 or 11 and I became a candy striper and I think that was at 12 and I was introduced to Gloria Vanderbilt perfume oh do they still make it it, I don't want fruity perfumes. I don't want flavored chapstick. I need it all plain. But I do like a perfume that's just, I don't know, that just seems, I don't know, clean. 
I don't want it fruity. I don't want somebody to want to eat me, you know. I just want it to smell, mm, like, I don't know, just good, but not edible good. <laughs> so, I went from Gloria Vanderbilt at 12 to at 18, a guy that I was dating bought me, which I should have found offensive, a bottle of beautiful perfume. The reason why I justify keeping it is not because a boyfriend, an ex, thank goodness he's my ex, introduced me to it. It was the fact, you know, he he gave it to all of his girlfriends. So, I mean, I should, I feel like, be offended because he wanted, I was like, oh, that's wonderful. He loves that scent so much. That's how I justified <laughs> having idiots in my life. And he just wants me to smell like his favorite perfume. No, he should have let me have my own scent. But I loved it so much because it's just beautiful, hence the name. But I'd have powder and everything. It just smelled so darn good. Well, I went and looked at the bottle. And there's not a whole bunch left, but there's quite a bit left. And I sp the other day I said, you know what? I'm going to put some on. I'm going out with my husband. I'm going to put some on. I haven't, you know, been... I, I've just felt so guilty because it's cost so much for me to just live. And that's why I so desperately want to be able to make something with this podcast. Not by charging you. But I want to be able to make something so that I can be a sugar mama to my husband. But back to the entire thing that I mentioned that I can't really post because I couldn't go to all of that story. Thank you for sticking with me if you have. Is it the illness that's making me feel like I'm just awkward, like I don't fit in? Is it perimenopause, you know? Is it happening? Is it, I mean, I was emotional. I mean, when I was pregnant, I cried about, you know, Donnie and Marie getting back together. I think that was just a ploy because they were starting Las Vegas, I think then. I think that was just a way of saying they're back. I don't know. Maybe they were just saying they were back in concert. Who knows? I don't know. But, you know, thinking about those things and Bernie Mac dying, I think, when I was pregnant. Or I was watching his show and realized that he was dead, and that bummed me out. You know, little things like that upset me, you know, when I was pregnant. So I'm emotional like that. So, you know... When we were washing the vehicle yesterday, and I thought my son is like, oh my goodness, I felt like he hated me. Ooh, I think I want a pound cake. Ooh, that's, I think I might get a pound cake in just a few minutes. But I thought to myself, he just hates me. He hates me. And then I realized it's not always about you. And so that's what I'm asking. Am I emotional? Is it the illness? Are they just plain rude to me? No. <laughs> do, do you understand that I'm so happy 
to be out that I think maybe I just act like an idiot. I don't know. Do you hear my stomach growl? I think that's... I, I listened one day. I wasn't listening to an episode. I was... Uh, the only thing I ever listened to after I put it out is my commercial because I feel like that should be changed and upgraded. And I wasn't sure what I said in the last go because I don't write them down. So I had to listen to it, and I went, what was that? And I was like, oh, my stars. It was because I was holding it because I try to make it. It has to be a minimum of 30 seconds. My apologies. But uh, I have to do it for a minimum of 30 seconds. So it's just real quick. I hold it, you know, and I was holding it right there by my stomach and realized that my stomach was grumbling. So realizing how happy Emma was when I walked in the house. I mean, she was jumping on the corners of the walls, just hanging there at the corners. She was grabbing a towel and rolling all around. She was going back and forth. She was doing everything in her power to get my attention. She couldn't wait for me to sit my rear end down. I mean, she jumped up on the bed and she's standing right there as I'm trying to get under the blanket a little bit. And I kid you not, I couldn't get covered fast enough for her to get in my lap and be my pillow. She's happy. She's happy that I'm, I'm home. She doesn't want me out and about. And I'm not complaining because I don't think they're being rude to me, but it hurts my feelings and I cry because I feel like they're getting aggravated with me, but I'm just so excited that I'm up. And like today, I can't sit there and keep going over and over because my husband's like, you should have been wearing your collar this whole time. And it's not that I'm against wearing a collar and against wearing braces. It's just that my body feels a difference. It's like I was having to be braced from head to toe. And now I I can feel the fascial adhesion and feel that there is an issue and that to be sensible, I need to wear a brace or use a mobility aid or something until I can release this fascial adhesion. But the problem is sitting there, you know, and then, and then realizing, oh my gosh, this was the cool part. We're going down the road today with my son and I have my neck collar on. I guess this does get kind of old hearing it, but I'm going, oh, wow, because they've been telling me to rest and they've been telling me to wear braces and I'm going down the road and spending time with them going, oh, wow, this is so cool. And they're like, we've been telling you. I mean, common sense, mom, common sense, Christy. But going down the road, I got dressed so excited and I did my hair and I had my earring in and sprayed on perfume and I just felt like wow I think I can splurge and get a prettier smelling hair shampoo 
I am going to go ahead and keep with the Brazilian blowout, but color it myself as long as it doesn't get so horrible because I didn't, I just can't, I just didn't do it well. And it looked like if I had gone, I got it so dark and it just didn't match my skin. And it looked like if I had gone outside and been caught in a thunderstorm, that as the raindrops hit me, bubbles of ink would have just poured down my face. Like if you had running mascara. Oh, that reminds me. When I used to work at a dental office, this was 1988. Yeah, 1988. Nancy Glisson. I went to school with her. And Nancy Glisson just, ugh. She beat me out everything. She was a year behind me, Nancy Glisson. I mean, my gosh. She was adopted by older parents, and they had money, so she lived in Kings Mill. It was a real fancy place. And so they don't just, you know, like like we try to do everything with Wyland. We're older parents, but her, they, she had older parents with money, and they had older children. And they just wanted this little girl. And, they, I mean, her name is Glisson. And... Then, oh my gosh, she got married and her last name is Lucy and I love Lucy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she did like a news anchor or something in North Carolina after she did everything I'm getting ready to tell you about. Well, she became like, she she couldn't be Miss, she had to become a county first, like Miss Williamsburg, James City County, Miss Halifax County, Miss whatever, so she could compete. There was my stomach again. So she could compete in the Miss America or the Miss Virginia pageant. So she could win Miss Virginia to go on to Miss America. Well, she couldn't get in each, you know, in, in Williamsburg, Virginia City County. So she went up and went to college like in Albemarle or something like that. So she becomes, or Miss George Washington, I don't know. So she becomes Miss Albemarle County. Then she gets to go on to represent her county and the state, and she becomes Miss Virginia. Then she goes to the Miss Virginia pageant, where she goes through the parade, and she's wearing cowboy boots. And when they say, show me your shoes at the parade, you know, oh, I know way too much. But I, now I understand. I, I guess I'd be aggravated with me, too, if I had listened to me. So then I remember there was a picture of her because I followed her because it, she always went up to me in school. I went into choir and I was trying out for choir and I did my song and I was so happy. And then, well, actually, <laughs> what happened was Nancy went before me and the girl could sing and she sang so beautifully. And then it was my turn to get up and sing. And I was an upperclassman, so it was, you know, should have been going, like, to fill the spot. You know, you were, it was supposed to be, like, going to an upperclassman. I think she sang so incredibly beautifully that by the time I got up there, there was no point in me. I was gone. Christy, who? I mean, to the point that, you know, I was so desperate for something original that it came up with a capital C, capital H in 1984, and it's intentional, and my name is spelled capital C, capital H. My, my, my diploma from high school has that. My dry, everything that, that it's, it, to me, is spelled wrong if it's a capital C and a little H. 
and then to marry my husband with an H last name so I can just go Chancy. C-H-A-N-C-H-E-Y. But anyway, Nancy Glisson just always beat me out on everything. Then she goes on and she's Miss Virginia. And then she goes up and I think she gets in the top ten in Miss... And she's just got the most graceful... You know how you practice it. You know you do if you're going to be doing it. And she's... She... That... You know, that I'm so appreciative to have been here. Thank you for giving me the ninth spot face with the blowing the kiss and dropping the hands while you're walking around in like a $10,000 gown and your hair is perfectly coiffed and you're just gorgeous. So she just had it all. I mean, oh my gosh. You know, and then she comes in. I'm working in the dental office. Well, she's chipped on her front teeth. She's put together. I mean, her parents had money, so she had her teeth. They were capped, so they were just gorgeous. So anyway, you know, always feeling one behind. Does she have a podcast? <laughs> she probably does. <laughs> Anyway, there's always that person, Stacy Halverson. She came into school late in in the career, and she was just a popular cheerleader walking around, just as cute as I'll get out. And frustrated me because I couldn't be a cheerleader in high school. I'm six foot one. Do you honestly think I'm going to do a cartwheel? I mean, hello. So they felt so badly for me because. I was a majorette. Well, when I got to high school, they quit doing the majorette. I guess I had low self-esteem. So I ate lunch with the English teacher, Susan Miller, every day. And I think they felt sorry for me. So I tried out for the flag squad, and I was incredible with that because it was a six-foot, no, six-and-a-half-foot pole, and I could twirl a six-foot pole, so I could do that very well. But I couldn't do a cartwheel, and I always wanted to be a cheerleader, and then when the flag squad stopped, they felt so badly for me that they made me the mascot. I was the first female ram, so we were the Lafayette ram, so I was a ramette. So anyway, I, it's like always the bridesmaid, never the bride. You know, I didn't get married till I was 38. So after my boy, you know, but he's so cute in his little suit with his little his clip-on tie, his corduroy shoes, and his pants, and his corduroy blazer, my little boy. But anyway, let me look. Do I have a picture? I do right there. Oh, he's adorable. But anyway, so Nancy Glisson, just, you know, it's like you're going through the grocery store line, and you're there with a whole shopping cart and she's got a pack of gum and you say, oh, but you go right ahead of me and she ends up becoming the hundredth customer kind of situation. So I'm working in the dental office back in 1988 and she comes in and it's pouring down rain and she's doing her, you know, her rain, you know, I mean, she just looks great. Her body, her outfit, her everything. Well, it was pouring down rain, which I absolutely do just love a rainy day. Pouring down rain. And she comes walking in. Nancy Glisson. She comes walking in. And I look. And she's smiling. And she's just as... And she's chipped a front tooth. You know, so it's kind of like... And she had laminates. 
And laminates are like, imagine a fake fingernail over your nail and you're chipping the top layer. So that's what that is on your front tooth. So she had chipped that. So she's in there to get that fixed. So here I am to save the day. And then I'm sitting there trying to, you know, not be upset, you know, because I mean, I just, I didn't have, I mean, really, I just had not much. That was just me, you know. And she always, you know, was just better than me. So she comes walking in and I look at her, it was pouring down rain. And she was driving that vehicle that they gave you for being Miss Virginia. And she just looked like a million bucks getting out. She comes walking in with her, you know, absolute grandeur, just, just gorgeous. And the raindrops had hit her face. She had so much makeup on that it looked like a mudslide pouring down her face. And I didn't know what to do. She still looked way better than I did. But it just, it you know, <laughs> it just gave me a hope that, you know, even the most perfect put-together people, you know, have these bad days. And I figure I come to you with a heck of a lot of bad days. And if the one thing that's been helping me could possibly help you, and it's something that you do to yourself, you don't even have to ask somebody else to do it, and you don't even have to get a tool. It helps, but you don't need it, you know? But, and you don't need anything from me, you know? I can maybe show you some techniques or chat with you or something love to do a call and talk in. I think I desperately need to because I need to save the relationship with my husband and my son because I'm beginning to think after listening to what I've all been talking about for the past 45 minutes, I think I'd be aggravated to be in my company too. But I'm so darn happy because yes, I have major pain, but it's trigger point pain. I know it is a bound of fascia in my plantar fasciitis area on my right foot and possibly in my big toe. I know it is underneath my armpit. I can feel the adhesions on the back of my head. It hurts to touch. But I'm up. I'm going to get prettier smelling dry shampoo so I can go with my hair being... You know, I, I'm learning hacks. I put on my collar, and the cool thing about that, didn't think I was going to remember about that one, huh? When we were going down the road, I realized, okay, idiot, because you're not struggling to hold your neck up, you're able to realize, because now I can feel my body with the fascial adhesions going away, I can tell that my stomach was pulling forward and I could tell that I was arching my back, something that I couldn't normally feel and I wasn't actually putting balance properly on my body. And because I wasn't have, having to worry about holding my neck up, I held my stomach in and I worked on tightening my core, kind of squeezing my butt cheeks together. We were going down the road, push my head into the seat but realized that I wasn't struggling to hold my neck up and that's when I, I realized okay you need your neck collar still you're not quite ready 
what's going on my left side, I still might need to wear a knee brace a little bit. But I'm not dependent on every body part having it being wrapped up. And I'm on such a high because of that. I think I become just virtually just so daggone annoying. 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 Are you snoring? That's what it is. I hear you snoring. Wake up. Wake up. Hello. (laughs) Just letting you know I'm here. I apologize if I put you to sleep. But I thank you for listening. I just really was so darn happy that I was up. And I made myself take a break. And get this. On the way to taking my son to his appointment, I said, son, because we left early, I was able to get up out of bed. Because we left early, I said, we've got a little bit of time. I'm really hungry. I just want to stop and get me a bagel from McDonald's, a toasted plain bagel and Coke on the way to the doctor. I said, do you want anything? He's like, no, we couldn't go to Sonic in time to get toast. Ooh, that might be, ooh, I'd like to go to Sonic and get some toast. Maybe I should. But the thing is, is I was hungry and I wanted to stop and get that. That was the McDonald's that I used to stop at every morning when I was pregnant. They served uh, a certain menu 24 hours until it stopped. They quit me in 24 hours. But I'd stop at 4.30 in the morning and get me a quarter pounder without cheese, onion, onions, extra onions, and a filet of fish without cheese. Every morning, a large fry and a Coke. Then on the way back at 10.30, because I, I got off at 10, I started work at 6. And I'd come back through, I'd hit the drive through at 10.30, their lunch menu would kick in, and I'd get a quarter pounder without cheese and a filet of fish without cheese, large fry, and a Coke. So I stopped at that McDonald's, and I got myself this bagel, and I was hungry. I hadn't been hungry in forever. I'm getting an appetite because I've released some adhesions in my abdomen. That was the pelvic floor, you know, from the C-section. I'm just so thrilled that I'm out doing that. And my hair looks pretty darn good. I accepted that I needed to have my neck collar on because I'm just not quite there yet. I've got to get rid of those adhesions. And the fact that I'm sitting down and I'm letting my body rest. And I'm going to shut up now because I need to stop talking because... I need to relax a little bit and get some pound cake before I take my son to work. I'm dragging. I can't believe it. But I'm just so happy to be out and to have an earring in, to be dressed. I I just don't know how to act. So you see, I couldn't really post this. So I thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope you're having a very, very minimal pain day. And if you are in pain, I hope you're resting and taking care of yourself. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned. I can't wait till tomorrow. Crystal and Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.